teachers are getting frustrated with students for their inability to learn instead of changing the approach or changing the way that they teach. If I was okay being wrong, how would I respond to this? Welcome back to the Morph Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Justin Wright. My co-host, Chrissy Barron, will be here in a little bit. And before we get started, as always, I have to thank our title sponsor, Nova 3 Labs. We have a discount code for you guys, and that is PODCAST15, PODCAST, the number 15. And if you use that at Nova3Labs.com, you can save yourself some dough on some of the best performance and recovery supplements on the market, things that help with adrenal fatigue, quality of sleep, that help you recover from workouts. Check them out. Use that code to save some cash. And this week, we are talking about a potentially controversial topic. And what I want you to understand as we get started here is that it is your fault. And that is exactly what we're talking about today, how things are your fault. And specifically in relation to solving problems and solving issues in your life. So let's take a look at standard office gossip or or people complaining about other things that they encounter. A lot of people complain on a daily basis about things in their life that they do not like, things that they are upset about, things that bother them, people who annoy them or aggravate them. But there's one thing that almost always follows complaining, and that is lack of action. And so you'll see a lot of these people and they'll gossip and they'll complain and they'll tell stories about, you know, so-and-so did this or did that and how it bothers them and how can they do these types of things. And they complain about the situation or they complain about the work environment or they complain about a number of things or a slew of things. But I want you to pay attention to how often those people take action, how often those people turn around and try to do something to improve the situation that they're spending time, energy and effort complaining about. And what I think you'll find is nine times out of 10 or even 9.9 times out of 10, those people do nothing. And so they talk, they complain, they get upset, they get frustrated, they let a situation negatively affect their mood, and then they negatively affect the moods of others as they talk about these things, but they never propose a solution, they never try to do anything to fix it. And this can also happen when you're giving constructive criticism to people. Let's say that somebody under your command or someone who you work closely with or in your life in some other capacity, let's say that they make a mistake and they mess something up. And a lot of times we are approach that person and we try to give feedback or we say, you know, next time you can do this better. And most of the time, if we're being honest, when feedback is given, it's given poorly. It's not given in a way that is actionable. It doesn't motivate or inspire that person to improve the next time around. Most people kind of use power and abuse their power. And when they're giving feedback on a situation, they do so with the same negative undertones as if they were complaining about something happening in their life. And so the the goal of this podcast is for you to to flip the script, to turn that on its head, and for you to actually understand that it is your fault if you are upset about the way that things are happening in your life, and it's your fault if people are not doing a better job when you try to coach and correct them. 
And so what we need to understand how to do is we need to understand how to take ownership, how to take action, and we need to understand how to deliver feedback in a collaborative manner. And these are all aspects of this same topic. And so first and foremost, if there's something in your life that you do not like, if there's an environment you're in that bothers you or frustrates you, if there's somebody around who aggravates you, you need to take ownership for fixing that thing or at least take responsibility for starting to find a solution to that problem. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast likely come from the fitness community or your other coaches who, who listen to us for, for, you know, we talk about fitness, we talk about coaching clients and, and that experience. But I see this with coaches quite often. There are always members at every facility who annoy the coaches, who are annoying and obnoxious to deal with. And if you think that that is impossible, then chances are you are one of those obnoxious members. But in all seriousness, these people tend to aggravate coaches because they're difficult to work with or they consistently do things wrong. There are a lot of people who are not natural athletes. They have very low kinesthetic awareness, meaning they they don't have a good understanding of their body or how it moves. And you'll see a lot of coaches, especially coaches earlier in their career, get frustrated with people like this because they're moving poorly and they don't seem to learn anything that you teach them. And when I'm dealing with coaches who experience these frustrations, a lot of times I I ask them what they've done to remedy the situation. What have you done to fix that person or help that person get better? And a lot of times the answer is not much. They approach that client or that individual the same way that they would approach a more gifted athlete or a more talented individual who, you know, gets things quicker, who learns things at a faster rate. And when this individual is slow to learn, they get frustrated with that individual. Now, take this out of the coaching world and look at classrooms across America. How many teachers, especially in school districts where students perform poorly on standardized tests where they have trouble getting accepted to universities. There are a lot of schools that have broken systems right now where teachers are getting frustrated with students for their inability to learn instead of changing the approach or changing the way that they teach. And so if you're encountering somebody who is just not getting it or not getting the point you're trying to make, whether you're a coach, whether you're a teacher, whether you're just trying to instruct somebody, a coworker in the workplace, or even teach somebody in your family or one of your friends how to do something, if they're consistently not getting it and you're getting frustrated at them for that, you need to look internally at your approach. The approach is not working. And so instead of getting frustrated and complaining and getting angry, we need to take responsibility for finding a solution to that problem. And this is universal for all problems, for all issues that we encounter. It falls on us to take the responsibility for making that situation better. If something's bothering us, most of the time we have the ability and we have the skill set to at least start working towards a solution to that problem. So we may not be able to fix things right away, but if we sit there and say, you know what, it's on me, I need to actually try to make the situation better. Instead of getting aggravated with this person who's not learning what I'm trying to teach them, I need to change my approach. I need to do something different because if I keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, then this person's going to continue not to learn. And at that point, that's my fault. That's my responsibility. I've tried to use the same approach. They're not getting it. If I just keep doing the same thing over and over again, neither of us are going to get anywhere. The situation is not going to improve. So anytime you find something that's frustrating you in life, I want you to try to find ways that you can take ownership for the solution. And you may not be able to carry it to the finish line. It might not be a problem that you can fully solve on your own. 
But if you take initiative and you actually try to work towards a solution or at least suggest ways that you can work towards a solution instead of just complaining about what's negative, that will rub off on people in the same way that complaints are contagious. When you see a bunch of people complaining, they get in a group and then people start agreeing with each other. And that's how gossip happens, right? Somebody's being negative or or complaining about somebody else or something. And then suddenly there's a ripple effect of other people doing the same thing. But the inverse is also true. If you start to try to find a solution, if you start talking about, okay, how can we approach this problem? How can we collectively find a solution to what's going on? If you start to take a positive approach and you take an approach that is geared towards fixing the problem instead of talking about it, that is also contagious. People will also latch on to that. And so if you can start that movement, if you can get things moving in that direction, you will find that you have assistance from others that other people also want to help find a solution. But it has to start with somebody. It has to start with one person taking ownership and saying, instead of complaining, I'm going to try to do something to fix this. And when we shift this to a leadership position or when we're talking about teams or teamwork, the same thing is also true, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, when we're giving criticism of somebody else's performance. So if there is a failure or if something does not work out the way that it's intended, we very quickly tend to blame others or we push the blame on others and we try to make justifications for why we're not directly responsible for that mistake or for that failure. And this is our ego talking, right? Our ego does not want to be wrong. We we want to we always get on the defensive when somebody questions our motives or questions our intent or questions our beliefs. And so our ego is preventing us in many instances from working together to solve a problem collectively. And when we're talking about teams or organizations, if you're in a business, if you're starting your own business, if you're on a sports team or you're working with other people in some capacity, which is going to happen often in life, we need to take a collaborative approach. And so if somebody makes a mistake or does something the wrong way, instead of complaining about that performance or shifting blame to that individual, in order to focus on a solution, in order to fix that problem, what we need to do is we need to approach it from a collaborative sense. So many of you may be familiar with Jocko Willink. I've talked about him before, but he recently addressed this topic of of collaboration when we give feedback. So when you give feedback to somebody, instead of just approaching them and saying, hey, you know, I don't think you did this the right way. We need to do this or change this piece or approach it this way. Take responsibility for the mistake, even if it wasn't yours. Say, how can I help you better the next time around? How can we work together to make sure that we fix this problem moving forward? What can I do that will make your life easier? Or what can I do to assist you? So now you're calling out the fact that there was a mistake, but instead of shifting blame to the other individual, you're actually putting it on yourself. You're owning that solution and saying, what can I do to make this better? How can I contribute more positively to this team? How can I contribute to finding a solution? And if you start to take that approach, the mindset of owning the failures just as much as owning the successes, owning the problem instead of just complaining about the problem. If you start to take that ownership, whether we're talking about a general sense, whether we're talking about a collaborative sense, you're going to find that most of the time you have the ability to directly impact the problems or the negative things that are happening in your life that are bothering you right now. If you can just step up and own the solution or own finding the solution instead of sitting there and complaining and gossiping, if you can take responsibility and ask yourself, what if this whole situation is my fault? What if 
my lack of action is furthering this problem. If you can put that on yourself, if you can put that question on yourself, then what you will find is you're able to find those solutions and those things that are bothering you will start to fade away. And there will always be pieces or things or people who will frustrate you and that's never going to change. But if you start to take responsibility for solving the problems that you have the ability to solve, if you start stepping up and owning those solutions and pushing people around you to collaborate and work towards that solution, then I think you're going to find that your happiness increases and your quality of life increases and it's also going to dramatically increase your ability to work well with others in your life in whatever capacities that you need to collaborate whether that's from a sports team or athletic team whether that's in the workplace whether you are doing this in a business or some other team at work even with your friends and family it's going to increase your ability to work well with those people and actually start solving problems instead of just sitting there frustrated angry and complaining like the majority of people in the world I really like this topic. I think your ability to be able to accept that um, there's an issue going on or something like that, you, you're not able, you can't have an ego with it, right? So if someone says that something's wrong, right? Or I don't know, let's just say a metaphor, you built a table, then someone went and sat on it and it broke, right? <laughs> Obviously, let's say it was from Ikea or something. But uh, if someone were to give you constructive criticism or feedback on how to make that table better, and you couldn't absorb that and you immediately just turn defensive, you're never going to learn how to be better, right? So in a situation where it's problem solving, you can't take it personally. And I think it has a lot to do with our ego and not letting our ego get in the way, right? If someone comes up and they want to give you constructive criticism, it shouldn't completely cripple you and what your thought is about yourself. I, I use this example with, with um, clients a lot where if you're walking down the street and some you know crazy person yells something at you, you know, like you're a piece of crap, you don't walk through the whole day and think, man, I'm a piece of crap, right? Because that opinion doesn't matter. So when someone's giving you constructive criticism or constructive feedback, why do we let it cripple us? Why when we hear, oh, but you could do it better this way, hoping the person communicates it right, our first thought is that we're not good enough. In any situation, there's always going to be your the ability to learn. You can learn from something. You can always do something better, right? So next time there's a problem, try not to to take it personally if someone comes in and tries to give you constructive criticism or feedback or tips on how to be better, right? It's the same thing in in CrossFit. Like if a coach comes over and gives you a tip on, I don't know, how to row more efficiently, your first thought isn't that like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst rower ever. Or I, I should say your first thought shouldn't be, right? Your thought then should be, okay, awesome. I'm going to use this to get better. But that should that same mentality should be taken into the workplace or into your relationships or when someone gives you you know, constructive criticism or positive feedback, you're not taking it personally and you're able to absorb it, listen to it and apply it. I think in order to see that there's a problem and solve the problem, you have to have no ego about your ability to be right or wrong. And I definitely think that this skill came later in age with me and I obviously I'm still young, but you know, when I was younger, it was really hard for me to ask for help or to admit that I didn't know something when I was working corporate. And the older that I got, the more that I realized that I would rather know how to do it and do it the right way and admit that maybe I, I don't know how to do it right now and learn than go 
go do it wrong and hope that no one sees me. Right. But I only learned that the hard way because I did it the wrong way the first way when I was younger and I didn't want to ask for help or admit that I didn't know everything. Right. And I think that came with having an ego. And so, you know, through trial and error, I learned that you're not always going to know everything about everything and it's okay to ask for help. And honestly, if you think about yourself in a management position, how would you respond to someone that just went and did it their way, which was wrong, or came up and said, Hey, I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. Or, Hey, do you have some tips for me doing this right? Right. I mean, we do the same thing with workouts. If I'm, you know, I go up to someone else that's very fit in the gym and I'm saying, Hey, how do you think I should break this down? And it, you know, imagine I did it my own way because I'm stubborn and I have a high, high ego. And then whatever, let's say my grip blows up, right? Okay. Well, I could have went and asked for their help, but if I, but if, you know, if you, if you have your ego about yourself then you're not going to be able to listen to any of the constructive criticism or feedback or be open to it. This, this topic reminds me a lot of, um, like stuff that I deal with in, in the business with Nova and when something goes wrong with Nova. So let's say a customer's order wasn't shipped or they were shipped the wrong product, or there was a misunderstanding on social media of of a message we posted. I immediately take ownership and I immediately apologize. And it took me a long time to be able to do that. You know, sometimes I'd be stubborn and I would say like, oh, this person's so out of line. But the thing is, I'm never going to change their opinion. So I learned that if I take ownership immediately right then and there and I apologize, I can kind of lessen what they felt happened to them, you know, assuming it was bad or whatever in their eyes. And also I can gain their respect right? I always say like, how would I respond in this situation? And if I emailed a company and I was like, Hey man, you know, you said this would ship in two to three days and it hasn't even shipped yet. And it's been a week. And they responded with like that. I, you know, it's the carrier's fault or I should have more patience or whatever. I would not have a good taste in my mouth about that company. But instead, when I get emails like that, I immediately apologize. I confirm that, you know what, it should have been shipped in that time. This is what I'll do for you. A lot of times I'll refund their shipping or, you know, I I make sure that they feel heard because they wouldn't email me if they didn't want to feel heard, right? But in order to do that, in order to automatically accept blame, admit fault and apologize, I cannot have an ego. I cannot say that I am the smartest. I am the greatest. I never mess up, right? Because none of those things are true. I promise you. But I think that in this world, when we go into issues at work or issues at home or anything like that, as soon as we go into defensive mode and as soon as we feed our ego, we are going to not be in a position where we're going to listen or absorb anything. So next time you are dealing with a problem or you're trying to go into problem solving mode, try to think of yourself it like outside the box, try to think of how would I respond to this if I didn't have an ego or if I was okay being wrong, how would I respond to this? Because the goal is that you lead by example, right? And that if you start responding to things like that, your, your group or your work or your significant other will also, right? It's going to be a safer environment versus everyone's ego talking to everyone's ego and everyone in defensive mode talking to everyone else that's in defensive mode. So for this week, your challenge is to check your ego. But really, a lot of times what I ask myself is like, is this my ego talking? Um, do Do I want this? Do I need this? Do I feel like I need this for my ego? And 
you know, maybe one day I'll tell you the story about when I bought a BMW right out of college. It was really dumb. (laughs) I can tell you that was my ego talking and I spent all my money on it and couldn't afford an oil change. So it was a good time. But as always, I want to thank our title sponsors, Nova 3 Labs. If you are having trouble with sleep, with focus, with stress, with uh, like inflammation, check them out. Use code podcast 15. They have vitamins and supplements to help all of those things. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you as always for tuning in. The thing that I really liked about this particular episode is that when facing the same question of how to solve problems, how to take ownership of solutions, Chrissy and I both thought of this in in pretty different ways and from slightly different perspectives. So hopefully this gives you some tools that you can use to solve issues in your life with people you're dealing with to actually take ownership, to get rid of your ego, to actually work towards solutions. If you have questions on this episode or any episode, or if you want to hear or suggest different topics in the future, please reach out to either of us. Have a great rest of your week and we will see you guys next Thursday. 